When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ah, what do you know? Some people in cricket teams don't like each other. But there you go. What a starting point on this Monday afternoon. G'day, afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you are listening, SEN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship. You're listening across the SEN network. So SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN app anywhere, anytime. And we're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence, portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney. Make sure you go and see Alex and the team. That's sbsfence.com.au. So we've got $100 cash up for grabs today thanks to Tristan and the team at Top Sport. The number, one 1170 The text line, you know it now. 0457-736-736. Massive show coming up. So we're excited about that. Channel 9 sports reporter, Zachy Bailey, very shortly. SENZ host, Mark Stafford. Queensland Bulls cricketer, Jimmy Pearson, playing in the PM's 11 game. That means not playing for the Brisbane Heat, the side he usually captains. So um, we'll get his thoughts on that one. And we'll also chat with Trent Thomas, the managing director and publisher at Media Week. So the regular crew is along. If you're part of the regular clue on the text line, then you get in contact with us as well. Um, Davey is back. He's on the panel down there in Melbourne. And Coach K, everyone relax. Coach K is not in this house. He's in his house at Bondi, sitting on the sitting on the lounge. I'm sure just out of shot is popcorn, a soda, and probably some NFL or, no, basketball going on on the TV. But that's where you find us today. Yes, it's another work from home. However, this will be the last week of it. I think it's next week, Coach K. We're back in the studios. Yes, getting the thumbs up. The brand new studios at Sydney, no less. So we are getting excited about that. We are getting excited about the start to the domestic cricket season. Um, we've got the BBL. We've got the test matches coming up, the PM's 11. I know we've had Sheffield Shield going on, but didn't it explode over the course of the weekend? So let's get to it. Congratulations to those 14 players named in the Australian first test squad. That starts on December 14. That is a Thursday. And you will hear every ball bowled on the SEN network. So Pat Cummins is the skipper. Scott Boland, Alex Carey, Cameron Green, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Usman Kawaja, Manus Labashane, Nathan Lyon, Mitchell Marsh, Lance Morris, 
Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, David Warner. And I think we could all name our 11 from that point as well. So out of that squad of 14. So uh, we know that Scotty Boland's going to miss out. We know that Cam Green's going to miss out. And we know that the wild thing, Lance Morris, is going to miss out. Troy and Georgie, every time I saw that name over the course of the weekend, I thought of you. I know, maybe it's just me. But anyway, but... On the back of that, we have had Mitch Johnson off the long run, having his say along David Warner and whether he deserves a, uh, a send-off at the Sydney Test match. He's also had a little swipe at George Bailey. Now, both these guys are former teammates of Mitch Johnson. So as we previously, you know, the fact that some people dislike each other in, in the same cricket team has been going on since WG Grace was opening the batting. So no real surprise on that one. But uh, what do we do here? As we prepare for David Warner's farewell series, can someone please tell me why? Why a struggling test opener gets to nominate his own retirement date? And why a player at the centre of one of the biggest scandals in Australian cricket history, Sandpapergate, warrants a hero's Send off. So first thing to start with is this. Mitchell Johnson is entirely entitled to his own thoughts on this, right? And in fact, how often do we say we get former players of any code in the media and they don't say anything for fear of upsetting their their former teammates? So uh, it's refreshing to hear someone off the long run. To uh, Now, we've got to be clear about this. And I heard Matty White earlier this morning talking about exactly what David Warner's comments were six months ago. And... They were more hopeful rather than this is what I'm entitled to. The problem with that, the perception was that David had backed the selectors into a corner. And it was, we used to talk about it on this program. It was far too smart from David. What it did was it took away the need for David to score runs and it set his own endpoint. that had the selectors being able to say, okay, we know what we're going to do or what we have to do post that point. And the other thing about it coming up now is we've got a test series coming up against Pakistan. David probably won't bat twice in both test matches. So in the first two test matches. So, you know, you could you take him to Melbourne? He fails once, having failed in the first test match, and then you don't let him play at Sydney. Could you possibly do that? George Bailey said that's exactly what they'd do. But anyway, um, I, I think that's... Yeah, call it what you like. Uh, conniving, genius, um, uh, insurance that David Warner has done and said, no, no, I'll make that Sydney Test match my last Test match. Let's have a listen to the response of George Bailey on the comments of Mitchell Johnson. This from yesterday. No, I've been sent little snippets of it. Um, yeah, well, I hope he's okay. Is, does that comment suggest that you think Mitch is not okay if he's making such bold statements like that? I've got no idea. Okay, the other thing that George Bailey said was that if anyone could explain, there was talk about the criticism of how close he was to the side. And he said, if anyone could explain to me how it would be beneficial to be not close to them, to not understand what they're going through and show me the evidence around that, please do so. It was a very, very good comeback to Mitchell Johnson. He didn't get, he didn't deny that he was close to the team, but he said it worked to his advantage. So he can give your thoughts on that one as well. Tim Payne, this was earlier today across the SEN network. He had his say on the thoughts of Mitchell Johnson. Very measured, the former Australian skipper. Let's hear from him. 
But at the end of the day, he writes a column where he's asked to give his opinion and he's given it. Now, whether we agree with it or you agree with it or anyone agrees with it, it doesn't really matter. It's Mitch Johnson's opinion. And, and what we want in sport and in commentary is people that give their opinion. What we can't then do is shoot them down when they give it. Well, if you went through what he said, I think a lot of his article, he raised some pretty valid points. The George stuff, I didn't love. I thought that was a bit unnecessary, if I'm totally honest. But was George too quickly from a player to a selector? It's a valid question. He obviously thinks he was. I don't. I worked with George. And I think anyone who knows George would never question his integrity or his professionalism or his ability to do that job. It's getting along state lines, isn't it? So um, this is really interesting. So Tim Payne in defence of George Bailey there. Everything I've heard about George Bailey is that he's he's very measured in what he does. It's not it's not radical. In fact, you'd have to say everything that he did, did do that was a little bit radical around the ICC Cricket World Cup worked. Everything he did, the Test Championship worked. The Ashes, okay, we won the Ashes. There were some scary moments, Test 4, Test 5, but they eventually got it done. So... Um, you cannot criticise the recent run that George Bailey and the selectors have had. Uh, Australia have lost this fifth T20 match. Does anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone interested in that one? Uh, Matty Wade blowing up in the last over. Even Matthew Hayden in commentary uh, going against his Indian hosts and saying, yeah, that, that was definitely a wide. Uh, not called, couple of dot balls, loss of wicket. And so Australia bow out. They've lost by six runs. They've lost the series 4-1, and that will probably be the last we ever speak of that. Uh, Australian Open golf yesterday. This was fabulous viewing. I was watching it on Fox. Well, KO, so didn't see all the issues that people had with Channel 9 going to the news at 5 o'clock. But Joachim Neiman has won. So absolutely fantastic into a playoff, second hole of the playoff. What about when he's climbing through the hospitality tents just to get to his ball? That's good. That is getting amongst the fans, isn't it? But um, it's my concern around this is, this is such a fabulous event again, and we didn't quite get the finish we wanted with Minwoo Lee and Minji Lee and Cam Smith. We nearly got it with Adam Scott. We nearly got it with Lucas Herbert from an Australian perspective, but it reflected how international this event was. Rikuya Hoshino, was the runner-up, the Japanese player who played so well the week before in the PGA. This is an international event. And guess what? Sydney's a chance of losing it. Melbourne is going to swoop in and take it. What is Destinations New South Wales doing? Where's the money gone? Why are they not bidding for any events? This is crazy. This is a great showcase of your city. We talked about it the other day. How many people coming to Australia for the golf? What's happened to that marathon? How is the Sydney Marathon going to get international status if Destinations New South Wales aren't prepared to throw some money at it? And we know the number of people that are going to come for a marathon across beautiful Sydney. So real concern on that one. Bit of rugby league news around. Wayne Bennett gets what Wayne's put his hand up for another gig. He's just 73 years of age, 74 next year when he wants to coach New Zealand. This is after the New Zealand Rugby League chose to, um, yes, give Michael Maguire an ultimatum about whether he wanted to coach the Blues or the Kiwis. So I'm not retired yet. So if the Kiwis are interested, I'm certainly open to it, is what Wayne Bennett said. So Wayne's put his put a little sign out the front of the shop. Yep, I'm available, open for business. Uh, here's another one to throw at you. Now, we presume that Craig Bellamy is finishing up at 2024 at the Melbourne Storm, right? And that's the same time frame with Wayne Bennett with the Dolphins. Why would Craig Bellamy not be eligible for a New Zealand coach? 
if you want to get the best coach, you could have Wayne Bennett and Craig Bellamy going head-to-head for the New Zealand Rugby League job. I mean, what would be wrong with that? I, I, I think that's another option for the New Zealand Rugby League to look at. We've got Holly, uh, Hollywood superstar Russell Crowe. He's also the part owner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He's there helping to promote it in Vegas. He won't be actually there on the game. He's got prior commitments. Hugh Jackman, they can't find him at all. So I'm not sure who's going to promote it. Given the unsuccessful plan to get Jackman involved, the NRL is said to be now looking at working with other sports and their athletes to promote the doubleheader. Forget about working with other sports and their athletes. Other sports and their athletes are your competitors. Work with the media people. Work with your Pat McAfee's and your Bill Simmons. Work with whoever is the biggest star across the Fox network because that's where it's being broadcast. That's who you should be getting to promote this game. We, we know how much we access different things across YouTube and uh, podcasts, etc. We know the ones we listen to here in Australia. It's easy to get the data on the ones they listen to in the US and get them to talk about the game of rugby. That's how you promote rugby league over there. Don't worry, we've got five years to sort it out, so no need to rush into it. However, in saying that, Manly CEO Tony Mestrov, he's returned from the US. He's, he's pushing all NRL clubs to get the NFL-style razzmatazz, declaring that rugby league has to change its mindset. So they went to the Brooklyn Nets, the LA Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, and the LA Lakers. So they went and said, right, a couple of NBA games, an NFL game. Uh, it opened my mind up to innovation and change. The game has got to progress. We can't go backwards. We have to make it better for fans, Mestrov said. So the talk topic for today for the $100 cash is, righto, fans, what do you want to see at NRL games that are going to make it, quote, unquote, better? What makes it more engaging? What's going to drag you out to the footy? So at 6 o'clock on a sun, uh, Sydney Friday where the traffic is gnarly and the game's on at Combank Stadium, what's going to drag you out there? How, how do you make that? more exciting and more engaging for you and the people you're going with. I would love to know. Me, personally, it's not going to happen. You'd have to change existing laws. But tailgating is the greatest opportunity for all NRL clubs that is being missed. Well, sport in Australia, full stop, is being missed completely. Having done it myself once, nearly two decades ago, and thought, wow, how good is this? And then I don't thought, I, I forget about the fact that the New York Giants beat the the Redskins, the Washington Redskins, as they were then known, 36-0. But I think about the fabulous couple of hours I had out hanging out with some Texans and their Hummer in the post-match tailgate party. That's the experience for me. So, righto, NRL fans, how are you going to do it for us? one 1170 The text line, 0457-736-736. All right, we've got to get ourselves to a break after that. We're talking more rugby league with Zachy. We'll get Zachy Bailey's idea. He's a different generation to me. He's much younger. A lot of people say more handsome. I don't know. That's up for debate. But anyway, we'll get Zach to determine that. one 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. All right, up and running. We'll get to a break, and then we're back with Zach Bailey. Stick around.